Hey, Tanya. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. I am so, 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 so sorry that we have to do this one again. But yeah, I I don't know what happened. So you're learning. Yeah, I am. (laughs) And it's always good to talk to you. So and that's really what this is, just conversation between girlfriends, you know? Right. So anyway, we were talking. Oh, and if people are wondering what I'm talking about, we previously recorded this episode <laughs> and it got lost and didn't get posted. So uh, Tanya and I are back again. Uh, Tasia wasn't able to join us today. So that's all right, girl. We got it on our own. And I have an idea for something I want her to do later anyway. But mm-hmm. at any rate, um, what we were talking about was being over 40 and never being married. Um, I, like I said on the last one, but I keep forgetting they didn't hear it. Uh, Tanya, <laughs> is, Tanya is my sorority sister and she's also my twin. She's my twin because we attract the same men. And that's a whole nother story too. That just gave me an idea actually <laughs> for another uh, another topic. See how things work out. But um, at any rate, we're just kind of a continuation from my intro uh, when I first started doing the podcast. And it was kind of explaining the title. The title is What Are You Waiting For? And not so much now, but I remember maybe in my 30s hearing a lot of, well, what are you waiting for to get married? What are you waiting for? You know, things of that nature. Tanya, did you experience that a lot? Um, Not a whole lot. I think my family knew I was a little picky <laughs> and they know I do things in my own time. I mean, I even had my son when I was, what, 32? Mm. So yeah. they know I may wait until you feel it's right or to think you might be ready so you know yeah I had I had a few family members girl what you waiting on and I'm like but they're the ones who always ask those questions of everybody (laughs) they don't know why everybody's waiting yeah but and it's it's really um I don't know I like I said my family they stopped probably about 10 years ago <laughs> asking me and I don't know if they stopped because they were just like yeah leave her alone about it or if they stopped because you know they felt like they were offending me they didn't offend me I didn't I didn't care about being asked but I guess some people would be offended by that but yeah yeah and I mean and, and the question is it's almost a valid question because it's well I guess it's not a valid question actually because if you ask us that then that you have to ask about 500 million other <laughs> attractive single black women why they haven't gotten married and you know the reasons vary some of them are career driven you know they want to mm-hmm. get their career under underway get that going get that going and then have children so what do you think Tanya do you know too many people or do you know a lot of sisters like that that are yeah, I mean, most of the women that I know that are at least over 35 yet, um, I won't say that they waited, they just 
were busy, you know, with trying to get their careers off the ground, maybe continuing education. And I don't think for them and me as well, marriage was like the top of your list for, of goals. You know, you want to get married, but then you have other things that you want to priority. Right, right. And, you know, like when in our, not so much our parents, but more of our grandparents' age, that's what women were expected to do, just get married. It wasn't about getting any sort of career or or waiting. You got married. I even remember reading that (laughs) maybe as late as the 60s, women went to college to find their husband. Mm-hmm. they didn't go so much, you know, for their own. I mean, of course they got educated and they graduated, but that wasn't the drive. The drive was you get here, you find your husband and he graduates, you all have babies and life is good. So that's yeah. why and things have changed so much. <laughs> and I, you know, in, I even in our years, I knew a few girls who, was more of their thing they dated with a purpose even in college and really you know even though my mother and father met in college and actually got married the day before dated, hmm. my mother never pressed it upon me to use college to find they tell me that's the only time you'll have that concentration of hmm. you know good viable single men but she said my my goal for you all is to get out of school and you know focus on career and you know family will happen when it's supposed to happen for you right. but don't because I, I think she didn't want us to get caught up in with like some folks who you know went to school early wrapped up early and left school there were a lot of girls you know who went ahead and finished out but you know some folks because they went with that mission to find somebody didn't mm-hmm. finish. Yeah. I mean, my, my mother never did. Never even brought that up in college. She was more or less like, don't waste my money, <laughs> get a degree. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, she never really, she's never really pressed me about getting married. Um, you know, nobody has to be honest, right. with you. but like I said, I do know that that, but that whole dynamic has changed the whole, um, the way that married men move back then versus how they move now is so different. Um, there, a lot of men are not provider minded, if you will. It's kind of a word, a term I just came up with. <laughs> they don't have it in their minds to be providers anymore. A lot, that dynamic has changed a lot. It used to be the goal. It used to be your value, your pride to have a family and take care of them. And not saying that it's not, but it's not, I'll say it's not as popular as it used to be. You know what I mean? It used to be the thing to do that. That's kind of what solidified your manhood. Yeah, it did. And I I think they don't, (laughs) they don't think that way anymore. I mean, and if they do, I I don't know them, but yeah, a majority it's, of men are more about, you know, it's not nearly as popular as it was. You know, we know some guys that we went to school with that <laughs> definitely are those guys, but it's yeah. not nearly as many as, you know, in our parents' day. And I just, you know, I always wonder what was that shift because a lot of people will drug it on, you know, I mean, blame it on the drug ear and this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. but 
we're from the Midwest. We didn't really yeah. have that. I don't see as being a huge problem in our mm. day. So what what was that shift in the Midwest? Mm. That's good. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> we right. don't know. So, but it's happening in big cities and on the coast and stuff. Ran rampant. I mean, we had our problems. I'm not saying we didn't, but absolutely, yeah. I'm like, what what happened? I do you think it has something with the, to do with the way boys were raised? And I mean, and we're both boy moms. So, <laughs> do you think that maybe that has something to do with it? Um, it be, I just, you know, and I don't, I don't really know because I look at most of my friends through, um, high school and even through college, a lot of them, you know, their parents were still married. So they yes. were raised in the house with their parents. Yeah. So, and, and, or, yeah. And my take is different. Um, my parents split up when I was two, so I've never that I remember I've never lived in a house with both my parents mm-hmm. you know my mom remarried of course so I have a stepfather but you know I've never I, I've just never lived with my parents right uh, and my stepfather is old school I mean he does believe that his name should be the only name on bills you know he he's from the old school yeah. through and through he doesn't believe in you know you know, he takes care of the household. And yeah. so, and I think that is, like I said, from him being old school military, you know, he's he's just that guy. So that's about the closest. And my father is, my dad's a little different. <laughs> he's a whole lot different from my stepfather. I don't know how my mom came up with two totally different men, but she, te- she definitely doesn't have a type. I told her because her <laughs> husband is so complete opposite and the man that she was engaged to before she got back with my stepfather he was totally different from both of them so mm-hmm. yeah she girlfriend don't have no time <laughs> <laughs> so, but um do you feel like men are less well you know what Tanya you and I have talked about this several times about how it appears that women that have been married before are quickly pursued for relationships. Oh, I don't know if pursued is the right word, but <laughs> they get into serious relationships. Pretty much every divorced woman that I know, it, with one exception, is in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And the question was, why is that? And I think uh, you were telling me a, a friend told you because they're less likely to expect They're not pressing for it for a commitment. Am I saying that right? Is yeah. That okay. Yeah. He basically said that, I guess from his standpoint or the male standpoint, that maybe the men see them as someone who's, I think their fear is that if you've never been married, you're pressed to get married. Mm. And so they, they feel that you're pressing, you're pressed to get married. And, you know, I had to explain I'm, you know, you might want to take a step back and, you know, reevaluate that because a lot of women who have not been married yet, we're waiting for something. Mm -hmm. 
if we just wanted to be married, a lot of us could have been married and divorced several times over. Several. <laughs> yeah. So if just being married is your end goal, mm, yeah. that's not really it. And so he was like, well, that's the other thing. What if brothers feel the pressure that you waited and now you have these expectations or because you're so self-sufficient, they, they're scared that they can't live up or, you know, match you or meet you where you are. And I said, I get it, but how is that my fault? You know what I mean? Right. I, I've just tried to live my life to where I can take care of myself uh-huh. and be in a position to raise my son. Now, if you take that personally as I can't keep up with her, then I don't know. You know, what, what can I do about that? That's a personal thing you got to work on. So if yeah. it's easier to be with somebody or you feel less pressure being with somebody who's been married, who's telling you they're they don't want to get married or whatever, then okay. But I've, and I've which taking that. it that's taking a chance on their part because there are some women that are divorced and want to get back married as quickly as possible, right? Because they don't like being unmarried. I have a, a classmate that's been married several times. <laughs> I shouldn't say classmate, but I know a lady who has been married a few times, and I was like, goodness, which what what number is she on now? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I I do believe that she's well. I know a few women that are never ever single, right? And when I say single, I mean not necessarily married, but they at least got a man. Yeah, a, a serious living type of right. They just haven't. <laughs> they have not as adults. They have not been been single, and you know, I you can't really judge anybody for what they want in life. Sometimes people just want to be. In relationships, they feel like they're their best in their relationships, mm-hmm. but that's not for all of us. So I don't know. Now, I have a question for you. You have, um, like you say, that you grew up with both parents mm-hmm. in in the home. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have been looking for your dad in the men that you date? Oh gosh, no. Really. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I did not expect that answer. Oh, I I love my dad. Um I've I had to grow into that love for him, that understanding of him. Mm, okay. Because, you know, as as a child I had these ideals of what I thought my parents should be, what my dad should be. You know what I mean? I I had these, you know, probably probably too many fairy tale cartoon watching and all that <laughs> stuff shaped all of that. And then, you know, I was around other couples who had been married forever, you know, my aunts and uncles. Right. And then I had an aunt who had been married several times. But, you know, my dad was crazy. Anybody who <laughs> who knew him on campus knew my dad's a little throat. You know, everybody loved him, but he definitely, yeah. you know, did his own thing. He was unapologetic about it. And, oh, you know. okay. But I finally, as I, after I got older probably in college and late college when I started having like real relationships of my own Uh I finally understood my parents marriage I was like okay because you know I would get mad when they would fight when they were younger you know when they'd have an argument I'm like you're not supposed to be doing that this that and the other but then once I got older I'm like that doesn't mean they don't love each other they're just two individuals and they don't agree on this exactly yeah so yeah no and you know like I said my dad (laughs) Love him to death, but I never could marry anybody like him. 
Yeah, um, I I don't want to. Well, you know what? There's good and bad with my dad. There is there's some some traits about him that I wish, you know, that I would love to have in a husband. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's the bigger picture, <laughs> the bigger part <laughs> of uh, Mr. Hardiman that you know. Yeah, I I, I pray I don't find <laughs> right, but. You know, I mean, and I love my dad. He's a good guy. He's, you know, he has a good heart. But, you know, he's he's had a past. And no, I could not deal with the things that my mother put up with for as long as she put up with them. So I do. I understand what you're saying. So I'm not. I, you know, I totally get that. Um, And then that goes back, goes to. um, The question that I asked last time, did you ever think of yourself being single at 47? Well, you're not 47 yet. You're still 46. (laughs) Did you ever think you would be single at this age? No, you know, I I was always, my parents, like I said, got married the day before they graduated from college. And my mom was always marriage-minded. I think she was engaged once or twice. She was engaged when she went Uh to college. So, you oh, know, okay. right. And my grandparents were, both sets were together until, you know, one passed. And yeah. so I've always been marriage minded. Um, of course, that has shifted greatly over the years. You know, as I matured <laughs> and learned myself, you know, I, I thought I'd be married and have like five kids by now. You know, hopefully they'd oh be God, all I in college imagine. or out of college. Yeah, I want, I want <laughs> right. a big family. But, you know, after I learned how much responsibility and how much kids really cost, that went to three kids. And then after a few years and I got older and then finally had my first one, I was like, yeah, we're good. Right. We're so good. Yeah, I agree with that. I was one and done. I I always expected to have been married by now. but, But now that I know myself, I'm glad that I didn't get married younger because I know I feel that probably 99.9 percent sure I probably would have been divorced you know <laughs> I just I, I try to be realistic about myself and and the guys I was engaged to I'm like well yeah we would have made it and you know what um that's that's kind of interesting because I was thinking something pretty morbid the older we get <laughs> the more divorces <laughs> we hear about yeah <laughs> and these this is from people that we went to school with that were these great couples in college and you look up you're like oh they're not together anymore I mean so that that seems to be happening a little bit more um and I don't know why I'm always shocked when I find out a couple was divorced <laughs> and you know and nothing against any of them but it's like why am I shocked divorce happens like right. alum are not immune to it <laughs> but right. it just always kind of throws me when couples get a divorce like oh wow I thought I just saw them together yeah like shut up right and you know I've had to accept you know growing up Mm -hmm. you know you evolve and you change so you know the great love of your life at 28 you know you may still love them and care for them but you just don't want to be there you're not in love at Mm -hmm. 22 right right and and as you go through a lot with a person I think that changes you too Oh, yeah. yeah. The older generation was like, well, you just stick it out. You just stick with it. But Uh I think with us, we looked at them and 
saw their unhappy times and thinking, I don't want to go through that. You know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, yeah. when you were younger, you didn't realize that they were unhappy when they were going through all that. But And it's, it's also a matter of, uh, I think people see it as a trade-off. As mm-hmm. long as I can say I'm married, it doesn't really matter what he's doing or it does none of this matters. I think we talked before about uh, <laughs> the pen pals, the prison love, and how that's 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 a no. Right. Um, we were saying how that wasn't something that we would want to do. Um, but I know women that did it, and you know, it's like Tasha was saying, "What are you getting out of that?" Because you know, you, you're still lonely at the end of the day. He's still locked up. You still at home by yourself. And yeah. it's, so that's kind of a, a mutual and a, I mean, a, a mental and a finan- financial burden. So what what is the trade-off? I guess that's the show that I might think about doing. <laughs> but, <laughs> you but know, for, for me and reason why they're incarcerated the separation is what I couldn't deal with you know and I've done long distance relationships so not saying that I can't do it but we did it with a goal in mind you know we're like okay we'll be together six months to a year while we're working on our plan to relocate Uh so I can do it with an end goal in mind but not just an open you live there I live here because I'm like I need to I need to be with my person. Yeah. So you are, but you're still open to the idea of a long distance relationship. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I I knew early on, probably because I went to Langston and met so many people from other states and other places. Right. I knew I I and I've always kind of been, you know, a numbers person. Mm-hmm. I never got the concept that your soulmate is right here yeah could be no. just you know I'm I, you know when you do the law of averages and you think about the number of people in the city <laughs> you're like out of all these millions of people in the world I'm just they here with me in this same little town so <laughs> I don't think anybody has put it that way <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the way I've, I've always thought it can't be it's got to be something in the great wide world you know what I mean? I always felt like it's somewhere. Not saying yeah. that you can't meet the love of your life in your hometown, mm-hmm. but I've always tried to open my mind to think, okay, he might not be here. You need to be open to finding, you know, to exploring. And that's what opened me up to online dating. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. Um, my take, I, I'm not willing to do long distance anymore uh, because and, you know, I know people say you shouldn't make one person pay for what another person did. That is absolutely positively correct. But we have to also learn from our experiences. Yeah. You learn what you what you will and what you won't deal with um, as you learn yourself. And and that's that's kind of where I am. I've, I've, I'm learning myself this past year with the pandemic and shelter in place I have done a lot of self inventory mm-hmm. and I, I I know what I don't want and I don't want a long distance relationship this is a big state Texas is a big state I, like you said I can't find nobody in the DFW area 
<laughs> it might not be nobody to find. So that's that's kind of where I am. So we did talk about um So the, let me let me interrupt you real quick. So with no that problem. in mind, are are you thinking I will find somebody within my vicinity to deal that I can accept and be happy with or and are you I'm, giving up on the fairy tale love of my life because that person could be in <laughs> wherever you know what I mean well he need to be on his way to moving her <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where my mentality was I was thinking well am I settling and saying I have to be happy with somebody that I find here that I like or do I keep searching for that one that gives me butterflies yeah and that's exactly what I'm lacking in any in any any of my last relationships I miss that that feeling mm-hmm. it's never gonna happen again but I don't think it'll happen with somebody that doesn't already live in this area yeah so I mean it's just and and I'm not seeking anybody to be honest with you I am my mind is open my heart is open but I'm also okay with being by myself right at this point you know like we've talked about before yeah you get lonely you have your moments but (laughs) it's all about what you do with those moments like if I don't feel like sitting at home I got people that I can go go bother right so you know so yeah I mean I guess that's yeah distance isn't one thing for me or isn't something I want jail time (laughs) Yeah, this is something I want. Another ball game, yeah. Right, and (laughs) and like we said, um, online dating, and I have met some decent guys uh, with online dating, but obviously they didn't work out because I'm still single. But I have met some some decent guys, and I have a lot of horror stories from online dating. So now, like we said (laughs) before, it's more of a entertainment purposes only type thing. Right. It's in my heart of hearts. I don't believe I'll find my husband. I believe he'll find me. Right. I haven't given up on love. No, I have not. But you just sitting back in the cut. Yeah. (laughs) You just sitting back in the cut and waiting, you Yeah. Instead of looking and pursuing your eyes open, but you're not, you know. I get yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, my eyes are open, my heart is open, and I have an open mind except when it comes to prison and long distance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really I'm not really interested in dating outside of my race. You see, so that's, what's your thoughts on that? That's something we didn't talk about. You know, I've always been open. Okay. to to dating rate I mean I I had a white boyfriend when I was in elementary so it really don't count but I had one know, in fifth grade <laughs> I grew up in predominantly white areas until I went to middle school at a magnet school that was 50 percent black you know uh-huh. and so you know I grew up with you know very few of us yeah and I've always been open but I don't really seem to I prefer brothers. <laughs> That's my yeah. I, I've tried to yeah, you sound open, like you tried to <laughs> you know, I try to remain make... open with that whole thought of I don't know who my butterfly guy is gonna be. 
but I do, you know, if I'm looking for something or my, I'm, I'm attracted to brothers first. Yeah. Now there are some guys, there was this one guy in high school. He's still fine. <laughs> still fine. Really? Girl. Yes. Great job <laughs> in wonderful shape. He's sweet as pie, but you know, is he single? Girl, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> because I don't pursue men, because I don't approach men, right. I would never know. Yeah. Well, you can find out. You can be an investigator. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I can keep up with him. I'll be honest. <laughs> so, really? Oh, I'm telling you, he's got a great job. He's doing, he's in his field, in his element. He's in amazing shape. Uh -huh. I, yeah. I, I think I would feel awkward <laughs> even if he didn't, you know, I'd be like, mm -mm. yeah, I, um, I, I've never really been open to it. Um, and a lot of people that I know have, and my cousin was telling me, you really need to open your mind to it. And I, I I'm not, <laughs> I have, especially with online dating, I've had white men approach me, but the biggest number of men that approach me are Mexican. Mm. I don't know what that's about, but I get Mexicans before getting black men. And yeah. again, not really. I, I'd be quicker to date a Mexican man than a white man because I feel like yeah. they they got the same blues we got, just about. <laughs> so, and I think my mind is way too militant to date a white man. Because he make me mad, I'll be calling him oppressor, and that's yeah. Really not that. something you want to refer your to your man. You cannot do that. My oppressor. So, so yeah, I I just and I had a good friend. Um, I used to work with this guy, and he is really a a, a great guy, and we just became friends. Well, when we stopped working together, he kind of opened up. And told me he had a really big crush on me. And I, I didn't, I never knew. I didn't know that, you know, he felt that way. I, I just didn't know. But right. he, you know, he revealed it. And we met for dinner one night. And so he drove me to my car. Downtown Oklahoma City, Brewtown. He drove me to my car. And, you know, before I get out, I was like, so what you going to do, you know, now since we're done? And before I could get that out, he kissed me. Mm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I said, um, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So I'm going to get my car now. <laughs> it was just, it, it, and I remember going home and telling my mom about it. So I'm guessing I didn't live in Oklahoma City at that time. I'm thinking that's when I was here. Um, and she was like, well, what was it like? I mean, <laughs> you know, because she had never been down that road either. So, it wasn't unlike a black man, but it was just weird because he was my friend. I didn't see him like yeah. that. Yeah. So, and he's still a good friend to this day, but I just that probably made it too awkward for you to even relax enough to maybe enjoy, see if you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I just, I was not at all prepared <laughs> for anything remotely close to that. So, and he's not a, he's a nice looking guy. He's country as I'll get out. But 
you know, he doesn't apologize for who he is. He's very right. progressive. Um, he, even though he's born and raised in Lindsay, Oklahoma, he is very, very progressive. And, you know, he's been talking about leaving Oklahoma because of the politics. And right. it's not, you know, um, resembling what he believes in. So, good guy. Wrote me an open letter about, um, it was basically an apology. Wow. For black people. I mean, for white people. You know, he's like, my race has done so much wrong. I mean, it was, that letter brought me to tears. Oh. So, he's he's a good guy. I haven't talked to him in a while now. Because he's married. Um, he has two small children. Mm-hmm. But great guy so that's been the closest I've been <laughs> see you never know you might have been blocking your blessing <laughs> girl but you know if, if the attraction is not there it's just not there you know what right. I mean forcing it isn't fair to either one of y'all exactly because I don't want anybody that's not attracted to me right so, there's that yeah Which and I think that's that? oh, go ahead. oh go ahead Oh, well, I was just going to say that I think me and my sister have been talking about it because, you know, she watches a lot of the matchmaking shows on Netflix, some of them from, you know, the Indian culture, the Asian culture. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, it's not about who you love. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's what's happened with probably our generation. Everybody wants to be with who you love and they're not looking at it like a business transaction like other cultures. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm, that's something different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But that goes off also to um, when we were talking about uh, putting up with what what could we put up with? You know, what's your your actual limit? What would be a no go for you? You know what I mean? What what is right. a deal breaker for you? Right. Um, it does, and I don't know if it's because we have all become pretty independent, mm-hmm. but we um, what we put up with has has definitely changed, um, right? And there's so many men that well, I won't say so many, but there's a lot of men that do not look at black women's success as uh, you know uh, intimidating. Some of them look at it as opportunity. Opportunity right. to move into your house, mm-hmm. drive your car, and pursue that pursue their dreams of being a rapper at 40. <laughs> so, they see the added value, but it only benefits them. Exactly. And they yeah. think that just because they're there, you should be thankful. Yeah. They they contribute nothing, nothing to your relationship, nothing to, and I've been in that relationship before. Where he contributed nada. Well, no, you know what? He was really a good housekeeper. <laughs> well, hey, you know. Yeah, he did. And he was very good with laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, there was no contribution to the house, to the financial side of the house. And it used to be a time where you would meet, you would know, like, I used to know a lot of women that had men like that. That wasn't contributing nothing and dropping them off in their in their car. I will not be dropped off in my own car. <laughs> I, I I just can't do that unless his car is in the shop and it's coming out real soon. I can't. right. It's just yeah that's that bugs me. 
I mean, helping someone is one thing. Right. Sharing my car is not happening. Yeah. We're not sharing my car. No. And I mean, and, and you know, I'm an insurance adjuster, so I know that it's your car will be covered if he gets into an accident, but this is the no. thing. Does he have the money to pay my deductible? Well, and not only that, but for, and not even that for me, for me is the minute you get comfortable and start doing something in mm-hmm. my car that you know, I'm not going to approve of. Right. Then, you know, cause you see those guys who will drop one, the, the chick off in yep. her car in her car spend all day whining and dining and running errands with the sad chick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I'm I'm ready to hurt you. I can get over the financial loss if you do something and it's not covered. Mm-hmm. But the minute I find out you're you're you know riding around other women and or you and your boys is out hanging out too hard and mm-hmm. you know if you out going to get a job that's one thing, but you just out kicking it all day in my car. No. But yeah, yeah no, not, we, we're not gonna share my car. Yeah, I'm seeing it less now, but I had a, a co-worker and we were we would work like together a lot of times. And even as late as we would work, she'd still have to wait on her man to come and pick her up. Mm-mm. And I no, that's that's a no. <laughs> that is a no. no. I, I, I it's just not something that I can do at this point. I let a boy- boyfriend borrow my car a couple of times, like in my twenties. But that was like you said, if, if his car was in the shop. But you best mm-hmm. believe, thirty minutes before it was, he was sitting outside out front. I could look out the window and he was there. Yeah, you know, if something happened, like one time, um, one winter, my car froze up while I was at. He came mm-hmm. and got it open for me. You know, I, I haven't had an issue. With somebody using misusing my car, I'll say that. Right, but and that's neither have I. Because I limited it. Yeah, exactly. Because we know where to, you know, <laughs> say no. Uh, and and that's exactly my my stand. I did have um an ex boyfriend that had a job interview, and I was like, okay, you can use my car, but I get off at this time, honey. He was out there two hours before I got off. Hey. And I was like, you didn't have to do that. He said, like, I wanted to make sure I wasn't late. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, hours. you know, he respected you and your kind of what you said, you know? He did. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it, but he did. And then in, in, in my 20s, um, I did, I let my boyfriend at that time, I was in Oklahoma, I was in college, I let him drive to Texas for a funeral in my car because my car was in better condition than his so I kept his car over the weekend so (laughs) that was a trade-off that exactly that That was a (laughs) trade-off no it really doesn't (laughs) that that wasn't him riding around smoking bloods picking up all his friends and right well he did have friends that went down there with them he did have friends that went down there with them but you know what I'm talking about (laughs) you know you know who I'm talking about I I know I know (laughs) oh yeah, I mean, it's, but I think we're getting better as women. I think we are understanding, understanding our worth and we realize that your, your worth does not, uh, it's not determined based on a man in your life. Right. 
if we, you know, we learn to embrace, I, I mean, and, and to say I embrace being single doesn't mean that I am shutting the door to any possibility of anything else. It's just, that's my position right now. I'm fine. And, yeah. Right. And my choice is to be fine with it. It does not mean that no man can approach me. It just means that if you are going to approach me, please do so with something to say. Right. Don't just come. What up? What it do? No, no, sir. Yeah, <laughs> not at, in my late forties. No, it don't do nothing. So that's. I think that's that's where a lot of women are. A lot of women in there that have been single. They're at this. If you're gonna approach me, come with something, bro. Yeah, and I think that's another thing. I you know I've heard that before. A lot of folks in our age bracket either have gotten married and divorced. You know, mm-hmm. I've met a lot of guys who don't want to get married again or are there right now because they are still pretty newly divorced. Yeah. And they're like, I don't want to get back into that. So they're more shied away from dating me because they think I'm ready to get married next year. And I'm like, yeah, no, bro, I didn't wait this long Yeah, to, to jump into anything. So Exactly. But they don't talk to you enough to find that out about you. Mm-hmm. They ask you, well, do you want to get married? You say yes. And they're like, oh, well, no, I don't want to get married. And I'm like, can we have a little bit more discussion about that? Because, bruh, I don't even know your middle name. I don't, <laughs> I'm not trying to marry you tomorrow because I know we'll be divorced next week. So that's right. not my thing either. You know, and I've, I've had to start explaining that. I didn't just like kids. I didn't wait this long to just have one just because and with whoever it was a plan and that was a discussion his father and I had I said are you ready are we going to do this we need to be in agreement because I don't ever want there to be that you got pregnant and yada 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 you got a choice in this yeah yeah that's that's so true they you know they they do they make that assumption that we just Oh, you ain't never been married? What's wrong with you? Do you not want to be married? I mean, you know, and that you get that too. Well, what's wrong with you? I mean, you look like this. You do this. You do this, this, this. You know, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, or I get the, well, what you, you know, why are you so picky? And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Because I don't want to get divorced. When I finally get married, I, you know, especially waiting this long, I hope that I this know. is it. Because I'm ready to find my person and do some adult things. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my, my son is almost at the house. It's time to do some adult things at the house. It's time to travel. It's time to, you know, now we can enjoy just being us without the pressure of the raising of the kids and the this, that, and the other. But, you know. Yeah, and that's 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 so true we are and i i'm an empty nester but i've been an empty nester i cheated a little bit because you know (laughs) (laughs) but i i am an empty nester and i am at a place where it would be really great to be married and travel and you know just run around the house no clothes on you know i mean just it would be great to have my guy that i do that with but if not i've decided you know what kim you can travel by yourself Run around your house naked by yourself. Sure can. Most of the time I do. So either <laughs> either you join me or you don't. You there know? you go. So and I think that's a part of it too. Um I have talked to a lot of women that have problems doing things by themselves. 
And you know what? That's something I don't have a problem with. I don't know if it's because, um, you know, I'm my oldest, my sibling that's closest to me is eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. So I have, and I'm my mom's only daughter. So I've kind right. of been, I've kind of been that almost like an only child for a while. So that's why I did my alone time really well. Well, you didn't have a sibling that you were ever in school with and nope. all that good stuff. And even my sister and I are four years apart, but we knew a lot of the same people, especially once we went to Langston, you know, we knew some folks that overlapped and yeah, hung out together. So, you know, four years is not that big of a span where we wouldn't right. hang out together. And, right. you know, if your sibling is a boy, you know, you probably didn't hang out that much wouldn't have hung out with them that much growing up you know what I mean absolutely and they are different yes they are and you know I mean as I as I grow up I do have a sister I have sister and she is uh, she 15 years older than me mm-hmm. and we are able to talk and you know hang out and stuff now but you know right. that probably wouldn't have been the case when I was in my 20s because she had children and a husband and what am I going to talk to her about that about at that time (laughs) so yeah but now that we're yeah you know now that I'm older of course we we have fun we have great conversations we Mm -hmm. hang out we're good but but I say all that to say I am I'm very flexible I will ask a friend if they want to get out have brunch have dinner if they can great if they can't that's cool. If I feel like still going by myself, I'll go by myself. And then there's times when I don't even ask anybody. I just, mm-hmm. you know, get a whim and just pick up my keys and and leave. And I, I enjoy that freedom. If right. you're married, you don't necessarily have it like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, you gotta say, oh, okay, well, you're just gonna walk out? You're not gonna yeah, stand by? No, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, you do have to share your location. <laughs> you do, and that's that's not something I always want to do. I just sometimes I I just want to disappear for a minute, just put my phone on, do not disturb, and just not you know. Yeah, not- I haven't I haven't quite gotten to that point. Like I want to go, but I like tell you I'm going to such and such, and mm-hmm. I'll call you when I get there. You know, I always you know it's always the let folks know where I am, where I'm going, you know, I'm not inviting you. I'm just telling you <laughs> what I'm about to do. And that's the thing. Sometimes people think you're inviting them when you, <laughs> when you tell them. And oh, then, thankfully my, my folks don't. <laughs> well, I've had a friend that did and I was like, gosh, I really want to do that by myself. <laughs> no, they'll ask, but, do you want company? Do you want somebody to go with you? And then when right. you say no, they're like, oh, good. Thank you. Cause I didn't want to do that. <laughs> that's why I just tell them I'm going such and such at such and such time if they would like to come and I'm open to it it's fine but I'm just telling you where I'm going and where I'm gonna be in case you don't hear from me for a while I need somebody to know where to start looking (laughs) yeah and that there's that too you do want somebody because I you know my thing about living home living by myself like I could die and nobody know about it so that I'm not as terribly morbid thought <laughs> but it hey it's reality it's it reality you know so you know and my mom calls uh right if she hasn't heard you from got me today she calls so yeah you know that that kind of works but 
I I don't know. Is there anything that you've done by yourself or that you want to do by yourself but haven't worked up the nerve to do it yet? Um, not really because there's a lot of things that I'm planning to do and I have wanted to do. I have not done them yet because, you know, being a single mom. Money. <sighs> you know, and I, yeah. I I don't like to leave my son a lot. You know, I got a great support system and this, that, and the other, but I've always been hands-on to where I'm like, I need to be there. I don't want to miss anything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But, you know, now that he's a teenager, I'm, I feel freer to leave. You know, I make sure that I'm not going to miss any, you know, sports activities or anything like that that I want to see him in. Right. But other than that, I'm like, love you, bro. I'll see you in a couple of days. I mean, I have a trip planned at the end of October. Okay. And I was just like, I'm out. And everybody's like, well, who going with you? And I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, I didn't not. invite nobody. <laughs> you're not going with me you're not yeah <laughs> and and everybody thinks that you know because I do so much with my son that everywhere I go I take him and I'm like no he's older now so I don't have to take him so I don't yeah yeah I said so you know I'm still working up the nerve to like do the um, international travel alone I don't think I'm ready for that unless it's <laughs> to like an Caribbean island where I'm on a resort that's been mm. on my list as an option, but I won't be doing too much sightseeing and, you know, I won't do too much by myself. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you know, I want to bring I'm, that attention to yourself if right. you're traveling solo. So yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely getting more into solo travel because I mean, my sister, she's married and she has, you know, her job during the school year. She can't travel a lot. And she's not as big of an adventurer like that as I am. Yeah. But my other sister, you know, she's down to go anytime. She's like, if she told me, if you want me to go, I'll go with you. And I told her, I was like, well, you know, if you want to go, that's fine. But she's a great travel partner because, you know, she's like, we can share the hotel. And if you got something to do, I'll see you when you get back or we can plan a dinner. Mm-hmm. Everybody do their own thing. And and you have a... Uh... Your twin is a good travel partner. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and and that's important. That's probably another another topic: travel partners, because you cannot you cannot travel with all of your friends. Some no. of us have friends that don't need to go anywhere, <laughs> right, with us for the sake of the friendship. But um, like I said, that's a whole another topic. But yeah, I I had a, a trip planned, a trip in mind um, this summer, at the end of the summer. Um, but in my trip ain't far. It's just I wanted to go to the wine, the wineries in Austin. Oh, yeah, it's nice. And then it gets to be, well, do you go see the people that you know in Austin? Or you just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you just kind of mm-hmm. lay low? I, I I'm people. one for dip in and dip out. I, it. To me, it puts too much pressure on you to see everybody, to schedule right. everything. And sometimes you just need that break. So I'm one of those. I will dip in and dip out. And I'll see you next time when we plan. A- right now, this is not a visit trip. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I'm I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> and if somebody <laughs> asks me about it, I'm going to let them know. Because at this point, that's pretty much the only thing I haven't done by myself is travel. 
you know, mm-hmm. I go to dinner by myself. I go, it's it's nowhere I won't go. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, like I said, if my friends want to go and it's a time that I want friends to participate, then great. But that's not always the case. Um, but I think that's a blessing. It's a blessing to have that option to hang out by yourself or to, you know, phone a friend. So. Yeah, and I think that's the other nice thing, kind of about being single at our age. Right, we don't have those constraints. Like, there's I wanted to go to like the getaway cabins and just be yeah. by myself. And you know, when you're married or in a relationship, you have to, you know, and your partner might be okay with that, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, what if what if they're not? What if they were? Why you want to go by yourself? Man? You know, and all of that. And if it's too many solo trips, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he may get the question, which would actually well, be valid. <laughs> I would, because you know, you know, I know couples who you know don't attend certain things with each other, like reunions and homecomings mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah. I always felt if I'm married or have somebody, you should be able to go with me anywhere I go, and vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like you said, like I said, that's the, that's kind of the good thing about being single. I, you know, and I don't think we, I, 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 you know, I just think it's, it's not taboo to Mm -hmm. be single anymore. I don't, at least I don't think it is, but I just, I want to be that person that embraces it. I can't say that enough. I just want to be want to be okay with it and if I'm okay with it nobody else should have a problem with it so that's kind of where we are so what we'll what I want to do now is let's say we're making the man that gives you butterflies Tanya Lord. <laughs> we are going to invent a man the man that gives you butterflies let's start with the outside what does he look like Oh, God, for me, he can look like anything. I have been, I have had, (laughs) it's been crazy, but, you know, when I look back at the guys that I really liked, they're all different. I don't have, thing I do know, most of the guys that I'm really attracted to are brown skin or darker. Yeah. Now, I, I have had a couple of, other boyfriends that I was crazy about but you know I'm probably that's probably what I'm attracted to but I'm not hung up on height because I've been with everybody from five foot three to six foot I think he was eight whoa yeah (laughs) and you know and (laughs) so you know I'm not hung up on that you know I just I think my thing is I want to feel safe. I want you to be able to wrap yourself around me. So if you're, you know, whatever height that is, what however long your arms got to be, you know what I mean? I just want to be able to feel safe in your presence. Yeah. So I'm not really attracted to guys who are short and and smaller. Cuz I've been with a short guy, he was my height, but yeah. he was buff. And so I was fine. I felt safe. <laughs> yeah (laughs) that and that is a good trait a man that kind of makes you feel safe um that 
that's important. Okay, so we got kind of the outside. Kind of, you want a little something, something. You want a little, a little muscle definition, a little something. Yeah, you just you just can't be too crazy looking. <laughs> and I think okay. for me, it's more of what you give off. You know that X factor, that that appeal. It's not how you actually look, but you know. Yeah. Okay, so we we looked at the outside. Uh, let's look at his inside. Let's look at his, are you concerned about a man being family oriented or does that, is that a non-factor for you? Um, I, I think I prefer someone who understands being close to your family. You know, I know that everybody, you can't control how your family is and who your family is, but I don't like when you know, you come from kind of a crazy family and you continue that. So, you know, I want you to be someone who wants to spend time around family, wants to do stuff. We don't have to do stuff with family all the time. But I do like big family. Yeah. And my family has dwindled down so much that oh, I would wow. love to meet somebody who, you know, gets together with their family, takes trips, do does stuff, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um, is religion a thing, uh, an issue for you? To a certain extent, you know, um, I want someone who's spiritual, you know what I mean? Who, who right. believes in something. Yeah. Um, but a, a specific religion, you don't have to be my same religion. I'm, I kind of, I'm unclassified, I would say. I was, Not denominational, basically. Yeah, I was I was baptized and raised Catholic, and now mm-hmm. I attend a non-denominational church. Right. And, you know, I just don't want my partner to try to force his religion and beliefs on me. Yeah. And if you're that strong in your religion, I think you need to find someone who's within your same religion. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so what about children? At this late in the game... <laughs> well, I, I think we're in a good place. We're in a place where right. most people have children that are either almost out of school or out of school. Right. So I I did meet a guy that has a three-year-old. Uh, and I was I was dumped that conversation before he was. <laughs> but is that, is that an issue for you? You know, I really don't want to date anyone who has kids younger than mine I'd say right. because you know I waited so long that if you have kids younger than mine that means you waited even longer than me uh-huh. plus mine is is self-sufficient he's almost 14 and now it <laughs> and I'm good I you know I don't and when I say younger than mine I mean I really don't want anybody who's at least not in middle school you know what I mean you got to yeah. be at least 10 11 at least yeah. I can see what's happened with their pa- their other <laughs> mother, their mother, and where y'all are, and I don't want to have to deal with all that at this age. Absolutely, and and I'm like you now, and mine is 18, so I don't want anybody younger than my child. Yeah, because I mean, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a lot to deal with. It is. It is a lot, and I love kids. Don't you? Mm-hmm. 
But it's not the same thing doing not loving kids. I really do love kids. No, I'm just ready for us to do our adult stuff. Exactly. I'm waiting way too long for that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So it should not be an issue where it can't happen because, oh, I'm supposed to keep my baby this week. Because I don't ever want to make a guy choose between me me and his child. Right. And I won't be with the man who is not in his child's life. There is not an excuse. Yeah. I have seen, I know men personally who have fought and won for their children. Right. So I I don't, I don't subscribe to any of the excuses that were often given of, well, you know, uh, his mama won't let me see him, you know, no, that's, that, that's stop. Maybe she won't, (laughs) but what are you doing? Right. Because I do know a guy that had that he, his ex-wife was very vindictive and Mm -hmm. she would, he would, they would be set to, he'd be set to get the kid and, she wouldn't show up. Right. And she would make, she would somehow tell the courts that he didn't show up. Mm-hmm. So he got smart and he started figuring out what he needed to do so that he could prove otherwise. Right. And I mean, I just admired that fight, but I was dating him at the time. So it really became super, super intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Well, not intoxicating. That would be a good thing. It, it became super, <laughs> super exhausting. Right. I mean, just. Because they were always fighting. I mean, it just, it was like, it's too much. It was really, really, really too much. But he did whatever he had to do to make sure he was in that child's life. And, and this guy, he's, he had a daughter while we were dating, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, And he has full custody of his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I saw that fight that he went through to get her. He was not giving up. And so mm-hmm. now he has full custody of her because he said her mother doesn't need her, need a kid. Right. So, you know, so yeah, so that's, that's always challenging. Um, the kid issue. And <laughs> like I said, at this age, we as old as ours. Right. So, and that meant, that's kind of why I don't, I don't date younger mm-hmm. because that there's a chance the kids are smaller Mm-hmm. And then there's also a chance he's gonna want more kids. Yeah, that 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 happened to me with with two of my very good relationships, and you know, I made a compromise. I was like, "What about one?" And they wanted multiple, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I can't do many. I can do one." Yep, <laughs> that is. Like, yeah, I can't not do one. Work. I can give you nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, and I don't even. And as much as I love kids, I wouldn't even be okay with adopting at this point. So yeah, I, yeah, I've done that, I, you know, and I have a special needs child, so it's almost like raising two kids. Mm-hmm. I don't, I love my child with all my heart. Wouldn't trade in it, trade him for any any other child. But right. it is, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, and I just, I, I'm no, <laughs> I don't, I don't have that in me anymore. I yeah. had my child, my son when I was almost twenty nine. So I just don't have it in me anymore to do all the work that I did back when Jordan was younger. Exactly. So, I'm I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to start over at 47 right. with the, the late nights, the early mornings, the potty trainings. Yeah, all of that. No, no, yeah. uh-uh, I can't. So <laughs> grandkids that come and go <laughs> would be great. But other than that, no, nah, I, I, I can't do it. I cannot yeah. do it. 
So I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I so appreciate you being willing to re-record our talk. Um, we didn't touch on everything, but I think we went deeper on some things than we did um, the other day. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so you all are getting a deeper version. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, Tanya, thank you so, so much for participating. I am, I'm really, really... I'm, I have a lot of ideas for this podcast and, you know, I want my friends to kind of join me with it. So, but I appreciate your help tonight and all your honesty and I love you and we're going to wrap it up for the evening. Well, I love you and thank you so much for the invite. You know, it's always, we always have great. Right, right. So, it, and that's what this has been, just a conversation that happens to be recorded. So I will not, <laughs> I won't have technical issues, technical issues with this one this time. I'll be real careful. So, <laughs> but you all stay tuned. The next, my next podcast, I think I'm going to be working on um, in the, by the middle of the week, but just, it's even, I just remembered. So we started talking about kids towards the end of this one. That's a great segue into the next one. So keep an eye open for that one as well. But for now, we're going to say goodbye and have a blessed week, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.